Well, we're back to another 11 p.m. nightcap, as per usual. 11 p.m. on a weeknight. So, let's talk about a few things. I'm whipped. I took the occasion to go and have some beers after work. Uh, with a little group of folks, we had a spot outside and sat and had some beers. And You know, that was nice and all, but I made the silly decision to not necessarily eat uh, before that. So I ate a lot of popcorn and cake. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and then I had dinner afterwards. So I got a little bit of the old... <gasps> going on. However, still entertaining enough to do this show. So how are you all doing tonight? I hope your day went well. I feel like this is one of those days where like things were kind of going along okay. And then a lot of stuff, the fucking wheels came off at the latter half of the day. So whether that's true for you or not, cheers to you out there. Let's go ahead and have our actual night nightcap. Ooh, King Dinosaur. Hey man, we finally got our homemade gym set up in the garage. My first real workout in a long time. I'm going to be fucking sore tomorrow, but it's going to be a good kind of sore. Yeah, dude, uh, get some protein, soak in a hot shower. Uh, you know, I don't know what time it is there, but go get some muscle rub. Put, put some fucking muscle rub on, dude. Um, I'm very glad to hear that you got that set up and finished. I hope that your week doesn't go quite so stressful. As I move into the weekend, I'll have a little bit of a more relaxing weekend. I don't really have a whole lot of stressors or anything like that. Um... So, that will be good on that front. Uh, but yeah, uh, make sure you get something to try and ward off some of that pain, some of that soreness. Uh, Kurgan79 is here, everybody. The man himself. The man uh, where we've been playing the rotation of fantastic music, the beginning of all these episodes, is here. Kurgan79. So if you're looking to become one of the Highlanders... You will, unfortunately, have to challenge Kurgan uh, to a sword fight. You'll probably lose that fight. But that's the price you pay for potential immortality. And the quickening. And the quickening. Um, but cheers. Bill says that his night went the other way. Started shitty. Couldn't get going. And ended up kicking ass. Well, good for you, dude. I'm glad you turned it around. Um, Black Cat is feeling better. She was a little sore from her walk. But apparently is feeling better. It's a little less sore today, so that's always good to hear, Black Cat. Kurgan, what have you been up to? Have you been up to anything good? Um, you know, since you don't <clears throat> often have the occasion to stop by live, wanted to make sure to check in on you and see how you're doing. Um, you will lose, but you're devious and wound him. But he's a Highlander, so it doesn't matter. If you don't cut his head off, it's pointless. you got to cut their heads off. Because if you don't, they just... You know, I just thought about that too. Like, what if you, you know, like you have to cut their head off, but like, <laughs> we're going to 
delve into a weird topic. What if they fell like legs first into a combine and they got chopped up and ground up, say, to the top part of the breastbone? Does that count? Like, what are the actual rules? You know, it's always like, oh, they have to, like, you get their head, but like, what happens if it happens the other way? Does it not work? Do they, like, regrow a body? Or do they just crawl around like a pile of spaghetti? I'm, I'm interested in the rules. I need rule. I need, <laughs> I need specific rules on how to defeat one of the Highlanders. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> King Dinosaur, it's best not to overthink that. I agree. No, killing a werewolf. That's, that's fucking straightforward. Vibe. I mean, dude, werewolf hunter right here, taking out plenty of them. Pfft, that's peanuts. That's a, it's well known. It's easily documented. Uh, Kurgan played a golf scramble, won a few prizes. Good day overall. Off the next few days so it can stay up and join the nightcap. Awesome. Thank you so much. Ice Quinn stops by and says, Who loves you, baby? You're beautiful. Uh, everyone say hello and let's do a little shout out here for Ice Quinn. If you're up during the day or in the morning and you want to hear an incredible Australian streamer, make sure you give a follow to Ice Quinn. Stop by and check out her stream. Um, I do not have the love command set up, so everyone will just have to know that you love me. You know what? I should dupe that. I should just make it so that when everyone types in, it just always gives a high number. <laughs> Cause Everybody always has fun with that, and they'll be like, Ugh, it's like 1%. You're like, no, it's because it's missing the two zeros. Ooh, eating Vegemite like a boss. By the way, everybody, okay, Kurgan, Kurgan really liked the Clamato. Do you think Kurgan would like the Vegemite? Kurgan, have you tried Vegemite? Dude, if you liked Clamato... Vegemite, you may just explode. You may literally burst into flames if you try Vegemite. It's that fucking good. If you mix peanut butter and Vegemite... Oh, oh my god. But good to see you, Ice Quinn. How's Pippin doing? How's your kitty cat? Is he healing and doing better? Um, Black Cat seems unconvinced about the Vegemite, but it's good, dude. I know, I have seen you eat. You're... You're one of the few people who is above me, possibly in the eating department. People are like, how do you eat all that? I'm like, God, I'm so hungry. Like, you just ate a meal. I'm like, I know, ate a meal. I'm not currently still eating, thus hungry. That's hard for a lot of people to understand. But you get it. I know you get it. <laughs> uh, but tonight's topic... Okay, what I, I just rewatched because it was on Prime and they had the HD version. I wanted to listen to it in surround sound, and I wanted to watch something that was I don't want to say like familiar, but familiar that I hadn't quite seen in a unedited, pure, not for TV, blah 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 version that was clean and did. And so I watched Aliens, which the topic of tonight's episode. If you can believe it or not, Ripley. And so I want to talk a little bit about Ripley in the movie Aliens. Just just a little bit. Just a smidge. Uh, Ice Quim plays Treat Chasey. At nighttime, you throw some treats and he skitters up the tile hallway and skids and catches the treats. 
and he's doing well, not 100%, but good so far. Great to hear that your pet is healing. Uh, a lot of, um, uh, of people I knew lately have had pets that weren't doing so good or passed away, which is obviously heartbreaking. So I'm glad to hear that Pippin is doing better. Uh, so cheers to your kitty cat. I'm glad that he's able to play treat chase. But right, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. I commented on Twitter, it, what a masterpiece. And, and I'm not going to say masterpiece a whole, but I'm serious. That movie is a fucking masterpiece. The actors in the parts. So King Dinosaur says, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Let's talk about Bill Paxton's character. Bill's Pax, Bill Paxton's character starts, obviously, where he's a loudmouth, cocky, and eh, he doesn't give any shit, he'll kick anything's ass, of course. Then when the shit kind of hits the fan, he turns into a little bit of a crybaby, kind of loses his shit a little bit. But what I like about that is I like the actual realism of it, that, look, that guy's never faced anything like this before. Yeah, maybe he's fought whatever, but takes it for granted takes Ripley for granted, figures, eh, she probably, you know, saw some little critter and got spooked. I'm a badass dude with all these guns and whatever until they get fucking trounced. And then he kind kind of goes to water a little bit and panics. And, you know, a lot of people might go, oh, yeah, but I love that touch. I love that touch. It, it's a great touch for those characters. And a lot of the other characters the same way. A lot of, several of them kind of panic. And he plays it so real, you know, has a little bit of the same swagger, but just a, yeah, man, we're totally fucked now. Fucking, that's just beautiful, man. Fucking, now what the fuck are we supposed to do? Like, yeah, a thousand percent. You're trapped in this compound with no way off this planet. Um, oh, geez. Ice Queen, I'm so sorry to hear that. So many of the family pets passed away. That sucks. That's really heartbreaking. I'm I'm terribly sorry to hear that. That's that's no good. But I'm glad that I'm glad that Pippin at least has recovered or is recovering well from his surgery. So let's continue to hope that he do that he does well. I'm sure if you ever want to share videos of him playing treat chase, uh, everyone would love to see it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But uh, plays a great job of panicking, and I also like the 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 character of, of Gorman, where initially you you get the impression ah this guy's kind of a whatever, but again he he's never dealt with anything like this, and yeah, okay he's dealt with a lot of simulated drops and whatever, but he moves through it and eventually knuckles up. And again, gets one of the most, at least I would say, touching sequences of that particular movie where you have Vasquez, who is without a doubt the most spit and vinegar, hey, like, they killed my fucking friend, I'm going to get these son of a bitches, like, I'm not afraid of them, I'm actually pissed off at them. And that sign of respect with her and Garmin in the air duct where they kind of wrap hand in hand because they both know that they've had it. And what a great combination of the two side ends of those characters. Um, you know, you have Gorman, who at that point goes back to rescue her. You know, there isn't really anybody left at that point. 
But man, he goes back. He goes back and he runs right into the the net, you know, he runs right into the jaws of death basically to go back to to not leave her behind. And you know, you talk about just taking a character and having your respect meter kind of just go way up like, okay, so maybe he didn't have a whole lot of experience, but his heart was in the right place, right? Um yeah, same actress as John Connor's mother in T2. Um, and she, she, you know, she's sort of fascinating too. Talk about sort of a chameleon actress. You know, she's had roles where she looked, uh, I don't want to say like a lot more feminine, but, uh, you know, she's been in a fair amount of stuff and, uh, fantastic acting job on her part. Uh, you know, same sort of a, same sort of a thing that plays it in a certain sense, realistic between the sweat on the actors in the dirt, in their movement, and um, the 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 fact that you know none of them do crazy bizarre ninja shit. I'm gonna go on the record. I fucking hate ninjas. I hate them. I think they're stupid. In in the way that they're portrayed in most either kung fu movies or I'll just say Japanese fiction. Get out of here. Like, yeah, like, I get it. They're basically supernatural superhero creatures, but I'm not a big fan. And what I don't like is when they drip that onto characters that are basically supposed to be realistic-style characters. Dean Nils says, yo, Dean Nils. We're talking about the movie Aliens. I hope you've seen Aliens, because if not, there's some potential spoilers ahead. Well, except Lee Van Cleef. But I love Lee Van Cleef. But... But they move realistic. They're, they're, what, you know, they don't have any sequences in the movie where people are doing those jumps where they're like waving their hands or anything in the air. There's a certain weight to everything. Like everything has what I would call the appropriate sense of gravity. Even the loader, when the loader comes out. Okay, CG, whatever, that's fine. But you'll see stuff where there's like a CG animated robot, let's just say, of something like the loader, but it doesn't have the right gravity to it. You know, when it steps, it doesn't have the right kind of thunk. And everything about that just has a certain level of heaviness to it. Everything feels a little cold and damp. Everything feels a little bit uncomfortable. And between the set dressings and the lighting, everything else, God, it just comes together so well. And so let's give some props then to Sigourney Weaver and the role written for Ripley. Again, she's not, at least in these first two movies, she does not come out of this as just some sort of, oh, she's, she's ex-Massad, she's, she's ex-CIA, super seal, ultra assassin, whatever sniper. No, she worked on a, she worked on a fucking cargo transport for Christ's sake. She just, rose to the challenge and re- and refused to give up just had fucking will and even there like okay is she some giant ripped looking thing whatever no but there's something that's solid about her she's very good gravity very good i don't want to say level of intensity but especially when she's art like 
So before you get even to the, let, let's go, all right, alien, there's alien, that's fine. Let's go into aliens, okay? So she's back on this space station and <laughs> Pilates, I mean, maybe, but like she works, right? She like, she was blue collar in, in terms of the sci-fi setting. She was blue collar, right? She worked on a transport ship, you know, and, and, and to go off on maybe a slight tangent, it always makes me laugh when you have a character like, I don't know. I'll just say like the rock. Okay. Yeah. The dude is gigantic and fucking yoked. Do you know how much food and how much time that dude has to spend in the gym and everything else to keep a body like that? And then you watch a movie and you're like, I don't, I've never seen the guy eat. He doesn't eat. He's not hitting the gym. Get, get the F out of here. Like, and I get it. I get it. It's Hollywood. It's a movie. It's a suspension of disbelief, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about why in particular, I look at a movie like aliens. And to me, it's just a masterpiece. Even the people that are playing the Marines, like they look like lean soldiers. They don't look like guys that walked out of some bodybuilding program. They look like dudes who are fucking rangy, like fucking soldiers, both in the attitude and the demeanor and the things they say and they carry and the camaraderie and all the rest of that. And I like that he shot the sequences at the beginning of that movie last because by that point in time, they'd already spent, what, several months or whatever together shooting. So they had camaraderie. So when they were shooting the scenes where they're all supposed to be hanging out, having breakfast, it seemed like they all knew one another. Because they did. Because they'd been doing that at that point for months and months. Right? They were probably all tired. And, and they knew all the rest of the sequences. So, back to Ripley. Ripley's on the ship. And the people don't believe her. Now... I'm going to go back and add in a little bit, like, this isn't meant to be controversial. This isn't meant to be a controversy. But people could say, oh, well, you know, here was a woman. Here was a woman, and none of the men believed her. But she was in that boardroom meeting, and there were women in there. Nobody believed her. Everybody thought she was nuts. Everybody thought she had overreacted. You have to imagine that that whole entire suite of people who were in that room went, come on, 57 years? Jesus, maybe maybe her brain has just fucking disintegrated. There's no way. Like, get out of here. And if, and if, and if her story was true, come on, we would have seen it by now. It would have happened. That was almost 60 years ago. 60 years ago. Icequin, and I agree. I'm sick of them too. They, and they and they think that they're writing good ones, but they're not. They're they're shit. I I will say even outside of the Icequin, not that I'm disagreeing with you. I'm just sick of shit characters in movie and games. Period. Male and female. At some point, I feel like they just forgot how to write something that's compelling and has that. And I'm, I, I don't know what, how else to describe it. Gravity. A certain level of gravity. Of a believable gravity. Again, the male characters, along with Ripley. Let's go back to Aliens. The character of Michael Bean is the leader of the, of the little marine squad. Does he cock of the walk around and act like a huge boastful asshole? Make sexist comments and he's 
constantly smirking and winking? No. Because, like, that's a job. He figures it's just a job. Yeah, he's kind of bored by it. Because fucking, yeah, it's the same guys that are coming out and this stuff. I know how it goes. I'm going to go out here. There's going to be nothing out here. Fucking wake me up when it's over. And then when the shit kind of hits the fan, does he yell and scream and act like a big swinging dick? No. There's shit to get solved. And as a matter of fact, he understands. All right. I read the report. They told me to read this thing on disc. I fucking read it. I read what she fucking said. Clearly, I've just seen it with my own eyes. So everything that she said must be true because I just saw it. Does he go back and go, I can't believe this is happening and you must have been. No, like, dude, it's right there. It's fucking right there. And so when she starts to take the lead and starts to say, hey, we should do that. He listens to her because why would you not? Why would you not listen to her? She's not in the middle of a panic. Clearly, earlier on in the movie, when she gets upset and she admonishes them, you know, and she says early when they're addressing the fucking Marines, and she's like, hey, you know, more or less, you guys can make all the jokes you want about this, but fucking one of those things took out this whole entire fucking ship. So while you're all out there playing bravado lip service, like, I'm just letting you know, this fucking, this is not a joke and a thing to laugh about. Hey, man, he clearly... Is like, yeah, mad respect. Also, much like Ripley says of Newt, this one little girl survived longer by using her wits and her cunning against these things. So, like, come on, man. She she tells she tell she tells them I love the scene where she goes, Look, can you hold it together? This little girl survived longer than that. And I'm sick of your bullshit, but I need you right now. So fucking you need to go get this shit done because like, we don't have time. Time is running out. She gives him a task. She steps up like a real leader. She doesn't start, I don't know, yelling and doing backflips off the wall and all sorts of silly ninja, whatever. Gravity. Like that, her, her expression, her demeanor, the way she talks, everything is confident, confident, like a manager and a director and somebody who knows what they're talking about. I don't know how you I don't know how you can convey that without either spectacular writing, directing, and or acting. Right? And there's there's just a, a lack of that winking and smirking and like silly jokes and, and even the jokes that they make, okay? There how many you you go back, I've talked about this before. I can't fucking stand the idea that Everything has to be bathos and pathos in movies. You can't have an emotional moment now. There always has to be some joke because God forbid you make people feel a fucking actual human goddamn emotion during a movie, which is like, that was the point! If I wanted to see a bunch of flashy shit, I would just go play a video game. That's actually why I used to play video games. Not to watch these shitty cutscenes and these crappy characters that you fucking write and make me sit and watch them that I can't skip, which you should be crucified for. You put a cutscene in a video game that I can't fucking skip, fuck you. You know why? That's why I consider Contra to be like the best video game ever made. You want to know why? There's no cutscenes. It loads the next board and it flashes the name of the thing. And then you go back in there and you run from the left side to the right side and you shoot everything. Hey, cool. It's almost like... A fucking video game. Holy shit. Sorry. Didn't mean to get all fired up. My dander's up today. If you can tell.
Ice Quinn says, I hate the feminist quote-unquote characters too, or sexist males in movies. If you want to normalize equality by letting men have emotions and letting women just be cool, it eventually becomes normal. Aliens! They did it in these fucking movies! Fucking... <laughs> How long ago was it? 40 years? They did it fucking 40 years ago in movies. What? There's a reason why that's regarded as a masterpiece. There, there, there's the point in time where Sigourney Weaver, when she's wiping the dirt off of Newt's face, you get the idea of a little bit that, yeah, okay, like, she's, she, she still has, like, that's a fucking little girl. And you know the horrors that are there because she's seen it. And what? She's not going to show some caring and emotion? And she doesn't smirk it off. She doesn't do any whatever thing there. Like, she just, that's just a human being, a fucking human. Right? And when it's time to be serious, and when it's time to be a leader, and it's time to use your knowledge and your intelligence, she fucking does it. Again, the, the, the males, okay? I'll go back to Michael Bean's character. You know, Michael Bean's character. They have the moment where he's just like, look, we're running out of time and like, we need everything we can get. So look, uh, let's see. Ice Queen says, like Witcher 3, I fucking cried when Geralt shows emotion. Right. There's a reason why to me, the Witcher 3 is just, I know, it, I, I can't say underrated because it was rated very highly, but there were moments like that in that game that I just absolutely fucking adored. Um, and they don't need to have an agenda. Just be a fucking adult. You be a mature adult and not smirk at everything and have a quirky little, you know, it's like the, you know, people like, oh, my, was it like my, my, my astral sign is sarcasm. God, every now and then I just want to open hand slap those fucking people. Yeah. Okay. And then when shit's going sideways, keep your sarcastic-ass fucking comments to yourself. There's some real shit and some real gravity fucking going on, so can you shut up? And so, like, going back to Aliens, okay, Michael Bean has this rifle. And he's like, look, here's this rifle. Now, he knows she has a loader license. She's a class 4 loader. He doesn't talk to her like an idiot. He doesn't talk to her fucking condescending. Here's this gun. Here's what it fires. Here's how you reload it. Here's this thing in the bottom. This is what this is called. It fires these grenades. Here's this counter. Okay, can I show you how to shoot it? And then on the same token, there's no nothing from her where it's like, well, back in Kentucky, I was a... Look, she doesn't know, she doesn't know how to do that because she hasn't. And you're fighting creatures whose acid is blood for Christ's fucking sake. Wouldn't you want to have this dude who's like, dude, you want to know how to learn how you want to learn how to shoot this fucking gun? Yeah, dude, fucking show me how to do it. Here's how to do it. Okay, pull tight in your shoulder. See this counter here? Yep. And then when it's out, she's like, I pull this up and I slam this home. Right, good. You got it. And this piece, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's too much. No, you started this. I want to fucking know all of this. And then she goes, you know, you know, if you haven't noticed, I can take care of myself. And that's the one line. It's the one line, it's delivered without a wink and a slap and a tickle, and he just goes, yeah, I kind of noticed that. Like, and it's said with a level of respect, because by, at that point, yeah, he gets it. Fucking, dude, 
she she just went through something and again took out this whole platoon of these guys that like fucking this situation is no goddamn joke. Um Ice Queen says, or oh, the Hobbit, when they added a female elf that has nothing to do with the books they had romance because they think that's well, it's not you're correct, but there is also, have you ever read like the formula for like Hollywood script? There has to be a romance in every in every script. There are certain studios, directors, producers, that if you skip that and there isn't a romance angle, they will send it in to get rewrites. It is literally a formula. Now, the ones that break from that formula, I feel like often end up being absolutely spectacular, but they're often just too afraid of it, and so they won't do it. It all is back to money, money, money. When you get something like this that works, now Fox Studios was in danger of going broke, and when Aliens was coming in, they needed a hit. Remember, this was not James Cameron who necessarily did the first Aliens movie. That was partially, what, Dan O'Bannon, right? But when they came in and they were doing Aliens, and they were doing Aliens, when he heard James Cameron talk and he saw what James Cameron had written, he's like, this is the guy. We're just, I'm going to, we're, I mean, they kind of bet the farm on it. And they let him do it. Is there a big romance angle in that movie? I don't know. Is, maybe the romance is at the end when Bishop's half-ripped in part fucking android body with fucking fluid that looks like cum splashed all over his fucking face. <laughs> is that the romance angle? No, there really isn't a fucking romance angle in it. They, they kind of shirk that because you don't need it. Why, why did Black Cat say, uh-oh? Uh, Ice Queen. Yeah, didn't condescend her. Taught her how to did it. And she didn't go, yeah, well, I'm in, I'm in, showing me. Right. Good old fucking friendship. How about camaraderie? Especially in a crisis. Especially in a crisis. They're trapped on a planet with an area that they're in is about to fucking explode. It's infested by these alien creatures that will just rip you apart. No, I'm not going to make pizza noises. That was the bishop goopy sound when he gets... Um, but yeah, what happened to good, just good fr fr friendship and camaraderie, right? Aliens. Absolute masterpiece. I'm not going to say that about a lot of movies, but I went back and watched it and like, God, this is just bang up, start to finish. Um... In, in, in even the, in even the, uh, periods where <laughs> Ice Queen will leave, there will be no pizza ASMR today. I'm not going to do pizza ASMR. As you can tell, my voice is in super deep mode, uh, today. I may have had a cigar earlier, so that's potentially why. Also, I'm getting very fired up and I'm yelling, so. Uh, you're not a huge James Cameron fan, but he nailed that one, Aliens is a Masterpiece. You know, look, he's done some movies where I'm like, but Aliens is a fucking masterpiece. That's not to say that that's one of those movies where if you had to make it today, I don't know who you'd cast to play the roles that would quite do it right. It's a little bit of the, the right sets with the right effects crew, with the right actors, with the right music. Even the sound by James Horner is just incredible. You know, the 
everything about it, the sound, the foley of the aliens, even just the sequence at the end, okay? So I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna go back to Ripley. Does she mealy mouth over talk? No. She just says what needs to be said. They're on the dropship. She's going to go back and get Newt. You can analyze the whole mother angle, whatever thing. But look, she wants to go back and save Newt. It's a terrible scenario, but she's going to do it. Maybe this is her confronting her own demons, whatever. I'm not going to go that deep into that level of analysis. But Bishop comes and starts talking and she just goes, I don't want to hear it, Bishop. And he just kind of shuts up. I want to hear it, Bishop. I'm going up. She's alive and I'm going to get her. Uh, he's like, don't let him leave. And then what is he fucking? We're not going anywhere. <laughs> and that's it. They don't add quirky one-liners or, you know, she doesn't go, I don't want to hear it, Bishop. That little girl's the most important thing to me. And then, and then she goes on like a fucking 10-minute soliloquy. And you're like, look, you have four minutes before this planet fucking explodes. You're not going to sit and go into some diatribe about, and you know, ever since this evil corporation took away my chance, I don't want to hear it, Bishop. I'm getting these fucking guns. I'm going down there. Fucking, you better be there. E. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you can't tell me. So, again, this isn't meant to be, like, politically derisive, but I don't know a single male that I've ever met in my life who didn't watch that movie and wasn't like, God, Ripley is so fucking badass. Why? Why? What in particular makes her so... It's a combination of things. And it, and it isn't like and it isn't like she's just uh uh like a male role played by there like you say she has tender moments, but there's something about it. Her the way she talks, the her expression, the look on her face, King Dinosaur, to the no nonsense. I'm going to also add this. Sweat Fucking sweat. I'm a sweaty ass pile of shit. I'm the fucking sweatiest, fucking gross ass, bald pile of turd ever. And I'm telling you, it drives me nuts when there's scenes with action and they're going into stuff and everybody looks like they just walked out of some fucking spa. Their faces are powdered and their hair and everything is nice. Oh, look, they have a cut across the bridge of their nose. Yeah, but the rest of them, they look like they just, they, they just look like they got out of the fucking makeup room. Where's the snot in the fuck? like, Jesus, she goes, she's going out in the elevator and she's taking her jacket off and her shirt's all fucking brown and stained and shit. And she, she's got snot running down her face. Her hair is all fucking so, yeah, she looks like she's been in a panic for the last fucking 24 hours because she has. She's been in a, but there are these alien creatures trying to kill her. Against a nightmare that she's been waking up from for the past how many fucking nights? And she still does, and she still goes. I mean, you gotta imagine. 
What they don't do is they don't write, portray, nor does she act Ripley as not being scared. She looks terrified. But there's an iron to it. There's a steel to it. Yeah, you're going down to this fucking nest and who knows what's fucking down there, but she's going to do it. Tell her high water time, lady. And she's fucking, she's going to do it. And again, you can't tell me that there isn't anybody who'd been like, yeah, dude, that's who I want, shoulder to shoulder. Fucking, you know, keeps her wits about her. Is maybe terrified, but doesn't panic. She's a fucking survivor. She's fucking tough as nails. Fucking survivor. Grit, dirt, sweat, determination, intelligence. She brings the fucking marking flares. Yeah, again, she was on survey missions. Hey, if you're going down there and the power and shit is going out, you don't want to get caught in the dark and not be able to find your way back. So she brings the little touches. She takes the marking flares out of the pouch and sticks them in her fucking pocket. Yeah, you're going to want to be marking that shit because otherwise you're going to get goddamn lost. She doesn't know where the fuck she's going. NH girl, hello and much love. Krista, hope you're doing well. I'm ranting and raving tonight about an absolute masterpiece of a movie, at least in my opinion, Aliens, and in this case, particularly the spectacular character of Ripley is portrayed by Sigourney Weaver. Now, the rest of that cast, I feel like, does a great supporting job around her as a character, but God, what an iconic role, and done so well uh, on all the angles. No, I won't go into all the rest of the movies following because some of them I feel like go off the reservation a little bit, whatever. But that's neither here nor there. I'm specifically talking about these first two movies. And, uh, my God, you just watch them. If, if you haven't seen them in a while. Now, I know right now Amazon Prime has Aliens on Prime in HD with full fucking surround sound. Get yourself a bowl of snacks. Get yourself a nice cold beer, turn the lights off, and watch that son of a bitch. It's absolutely fucking magnificent. The sound, the 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 lighting, you know, nothing is oversaturated and looks ultra teal and orange. Nothing has that weird, constant lens flare overlit effect. When the shit's dark, it's dark. When it's slimy and messy, it looks slimy and messy. Um, NH Girl's been trying to get on for like 15 minutes. Sorry to hear about that. Uh, I mean, occasionally Twitch, I've had weird, like, Ice Queen, for example. Ice Queen, I had your stream on this morning, and I had it at 160p, and it was started fucking buffering. And I'm like, huh? And then I go on, and I had a thing that I was doing for work. God, I was able to just download horrendous amounts of data. But Twitch was just getting its ass kicked. Like, huh? 160p? Sort of like a 9600 baud modem could have handled this. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So, Ripley, okay. Um, Oh, you had that the day before? Yeah, every now and then it just, like, wigs out. I uh, would have thought that they would have had a better, uh, uh, um, a better CDN for that, but I, I, I. 
NH Girl says last night was horrible. YouTube even went down. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cyber shenanigans going on right now too. So you know, I know another one, a friend of mine. They were complaining that they were trying to get work done, and Xfinity kept fucking cutting out while they were in the middle of work calls, and they felt like an idiot. I'm like, well, I would hope that the rest of your coworkers would understand. I mean, dude, it's not your internet. What are you supposed to do? Company wants to like, fucking then they can pay for you to get business class internet with a fucking SLA, fucking running out of my house for god's sake hey podcast folks we'll be right back all right but going back a little bit to the character of ripley into aliens um It's the same thing. She comes out and she wakes up and what they don't and what they don't do is they don't have a sequence where they go, Oh, how long have I been out? And it's like, you know, 57 years. And then there's 10 minutes of her denying it and saying that can't be real. And that can't be this. And that can't be that. Look, she knows how hyperspace works. She knows what happened. Oh shit. I was adrift that long. My God. And I like that she goes back to getting a regular job. I like that the company picks it up and she goes back and she, she just has a job. She has her little apartment. She works as a loader. Now, Burke, being a little bit of a slimy dickhead that he is, taunts her by being like, Oh yeah, I heard you got, um, got a job, uh, working, you know, working loader. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're, you know, really keeping busy out there. Good for you. But he's supposed to be a condescending fuckface. Like, that's the character. You know, she has a regular job. And for all intents and purposes, she would have went back to whatever. And I feel like this is also a fairly complete script. Because if you haven't seen it for a while and you're watching it the second time through, like me, I had forgotten for a minute. I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. You're telling me that for 57 years? Yeah, like that this suddenly just happens because she just woke up? Spoiler! If you haven't seen Aliens, or you haven't seen Aliens in a while and you don't want the spoiled, put your fingers in your ears. You only find out later until, like, what, 85% of the way through the movie? Fucking Burke did it. Burke contacted the planet and told them to go to the area where this thing was at. So, yeah, none of this would have happened if he hadn't fucked around with it. If she hadn't given her report, and if that guy wasn't a slimy turd and didn't tell them to go there and not warn him, maybe they would have never found it. Maybe it would have went another 57 years and nobody would have seen shit. So I'm like, that seems a little too coincidental. It's not a coincidence. He did it because he's an asshole. He's like the perfect asshole character. He's a smarmy little fuck the entire way through. And no, he doesn't need a redemption angle. And yes, we as the audience sometimes just want to see the piece of shit, get what's coming to him, and he does. It's fucking great. Every now and then, as a viewer, I want my cookie. I want my cookie. Can I get a cookie? I watch this piece of shit this much. Don't do this and then play the, well, I'm going to play a gritty angle. Sometimes reality doesn't work. It's still a goddamn movie. Sometimes can't the good guys just win a little and the fuckface people get their fuckface treatment so that I don't feel like I'm just sitting in a work meeting? <laughs> if, I, 
if I want to just be left out and disappointed, but man, I just go to work. I just go log on and go to work. <laughs> so I like I like a lot of movies. I watch a lot of movies. I like a lot of different movies for a lot of different reasons. I like a lot of characters for a lot of different reasons. And I went back and I was just thinking, what in particular, again, about Ripley? Now, maybe it was just because I was little at the time, but going back to it as an adult, no, fantastic character. And she's still badass. She's still badass to this day. And that movie is still spectacular. Everybody that's in that does a spectacular acting job. There's nothing doofy about it. It's just, it's a chef's kiss. That movie is a fucking masterpiece. Again, if you haven't seen it in a long time, I would urge you to rewatch it. So, in the last 10 minutes or so that we have here in the lounge as we're chilling out, does anybody else have any other characters or movies with characters like that? Maybe that some other people haven't seen that they'd like to share or talk about. I would love to hear about those. Like, I have some other ones myself, but I'd like to keep them in my back pocket for topics for another day. But, man, Ripley, fucking... And even Vasquez, too. Vasquez plays the badass, but there's a gravity about her badassery. It doesn't seem, I don't know, Paper Tiger? There's something about it where, like, she's got the look. She's got the voice. She's got that, like, I don't know, man. And maybe it's the sweat, too. They're all a little dirty. Like, they just, I don't know. It, it's just so well done. So well done. And I know they allowed a lot of the actors to sort of personalize their own, their armor. So, like, they gave them the armor suits, and I guess they let them kind of customize themselves. And I think Michael Bean's character, uh, Michael Bean, he came on the movie late. So I don't think that that was his choice. Somebody else did that for him. And I guess he didn't really like the whole padlock with the heart. He goes, that's silly. Who do that? It's like a target. It's like putting a bullseye on your chest and saying, shoot me. Vince Majestic, just a peaceful watermelon farmer who just wants to make his mountain. Dude, he just wants to grow his fucking mountains. The guy just, the guy, but he, they, they get his way and he, he does, he just, okay. They fucking, they did some shit, but at the first sign of strife, does he go berserk? No, he just, okay, I, look, we'll just go back. We'll, we'll do another load of melons. Mr. Majestic, if you haven't seen Mr. Majestic with Charles Bronson, that's another one. Talk about an ending to a movie too. Holy shit. But, man, just a quiet dude who does not walk around with all sorts of fucking swagger. He doesn't have silly, goofy one-liners, and he doesn't look like somebody stuck an air hose in his muscle and blew him up to four times his normal size. But you can just tell. Man, you keep pushing that guy. Fucking, why are you fucking with this dude? He's eventually gonna... You're gonna find out you done fucked up. And they do. 
NH Girl says that she's been into Pixie, Pixar, and Disney lately. I have to admit, I'm not really into those a whole ton, but if there's any of those movies in particular that you think are really good, I'd love to I'd love to hear about them, uh, Krista. Do you have anything in particular lately that's you know really really touched you? Um, John Bassaloni in the Pacific. I know miniseries. That's okay. Pick, miniseries are good too. I mean, characters and media, books, games, TV shows. Um, you know, I I consume it all. Um. <laughs> Ice Queen also likes Pixar, but I, man, I have one of those things now where I feel like I want to just, I wish I could just take my excitement and just squeeze it out in a distilled form and just share it. I'm, I'm like, I'm so excited into this Aliens movie again after having just rewatched it in the, the alarm sequence and the klaxon and the smoke and the fire. You have four minutes to reach minimum safe distance. God, it puts you on edge. There's a tension. There's a panic. Her breathing, you know, she's kind of panting a little bit. God, God, it's just so good. God, it's just inject it straight into my fucking veins. More into the animated, like, PG-ish movies. But, you know, even some of the PG movies, you can still have good, solid, strong characters. So, you know, Krista, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but if you have any of those movies in particular that you think just display quality writing, because there's even a level of acting to some of those animated characters. Some of them are done through motion capture, which you have to give props to the people who are doing the motion capture, or the voice acting and or the writing. So there's a lot of those, too. Where I still, you know, I, I, I give them a lot of credit. You know, um, I I am tired of horseshit male and female characters. I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of shit characters. I'm tired of shit writing. I don't know, I don't know what the fuck happened with 90% of the movies that come out. I'm like, I, I just don't, I, what, what went wrong? Why <laughs> There used to be so many of them that I feel like were just so much better. And I and and look, there's some new ones that came out that are great. I loved Nobody. I thought Nobody was spectacular. Bob Odenkirk in that movie is just an absolute fucking gem. And so is Christopher Lloyd. An old man fucking badass. God, is that fucking good. It's another one. Just pour it directly into my fucking eyeballs. Ice Quince is too much pump and dump. Yeah, I mean, they, I agree. I agree. And there, and there's too much, there's too much flashy whatever stuff with just, you know, it's, it's got to be mass audience. To, I mean, it's bottom line dollar stuff. And yeah, there was all, it was always about making money, but I feel like there maybe used to be a little bit more of a discernment on the craft. And that could be me talking on my ass because I am by no means a movie producer. I've written some scripts, I've done, but like I'm by no means any famous big whatever guy. I just have my little basement show and my blanket fort that apparently some people think looks like an outhouse, which is okay. Actually, every now and then I'm like, I really have to pee if I wish it was an outhouse because I'd just piss right here. Uh, not really. Just watching to keep your mind at bay. NH Girl, have you ever seen the movie The Last Unicorn? 
if you haven't, it might make you cry. I'm just saying. Be careful with that movie. Be careful with The Last Unicorn. And again, that movie has some writing in it and some acting with the voices that just, uh, even in some of the animated shows, man, I, I just, uh, it's not the same from the sadness and the desperation of uh, Schmendrick the Magician to the unicorn herself. Uh, I can't remember the name of the, the redheaded lady, but like, man, uh, if you haven't seen it, 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 it's actually very heartbreaking. It, that is one of those, yeah, it's a kid's movie, but it's not a kid's movie. Like, there are some very adult-level, I'm not talking like sex or anything, but there's like some very adult themes to that that are really heavy. Uh, Black Cat doesn't watch too many movies. She likes badasses too, and everything is so weak now, right? Uh, so, Commode, you love this porta potty. Thank you. What if I, I should do it. I should buy a porta potty and put it in the backyard and do it. God, I would sweat so bad. Uh, thinking about how sweaty I would get in there. No. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's so sweaty and smelly in your porta potty. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> it smells like she pooped out a snake. Oh, I did. <laughs> Black Cat can't stand the kids' movie now. Sorry, the flash and noise isn't good for the brains. No chance for their imagination. I agree. Again, I agree. The, I watched a, a thing uh, that was on YouTube with puppets. And I'm like, I feel like kids now would laugh at puppets. But there used to be something about old school puppet shows. I don't know, maybe that's just me being old. But I'm like, there is an innocence in something to it where there's an imagination quality to it. But... All right, I've got some, some people who are a little more, uh, I don't want to say active in the chat, who haven't quite answered, and I would love to push you a little bit. Ice Queen, do you have a favorite male or female badass character? Well, I mean, it could be anything. It could be a robot. It could be an animal. Uh, do you have any character or movie where you feel like, the characters are done with that quality gravity where there's either a friendship or a kinship. There's just something that just is done well. Um, you. Well, okay. Ice Queen giving the cat squish with her saving her kitty cat Pippin. I mean, I get it. Black Cat, that's fine. I love puppets. I can kiss them like Genie. Puppets. I like puppets, too. There's an innocent with puppets. Um, bad people are trying to steal the unicorn, right? And the kids are doing what they can to save it. No, that's uh, that, that's that's not the movie. It's a different, maybe it's a different movie. Um, but that is not, uh, that is not, not necessarily the plot to The Last Unicorn. Uh, snakes are the devil's poop. No! No, because when I went to the Reptarium, there was that snake Peaches... And she was a red snake, the color of like a peach, and she wanted to snuggle. And that snake was so nice. That was a snuggle snake. And I wanted to just sit and pet that snake and be like, little snake, let's go watch a movie. You can be right here and be warm. 
and then I'll take a nap, and then we can be friends. So, no, I don't think so. Maybe some of them could be Black Cat, but not, not that snake. She was a nice, a nice snake. Witcher 3, Triss and Yennefer and Geralt and Ciri. Assassin's Creed, Ezio, Ezio's wife. She was so cool and he respected her as her own person. I did not play that. I didn't play that Assassin's Creed, but I, I, I played The Witcher and man, just some great characters. What's the name of that one other? There's another sorceress in that, in that game. She's a, a blonde sorceress. I actually had a lot of respect for her too. Um, and I liked, I liked, I liked the dialogue, at least when I played it, the way that I ran that is that Geralt was like, no, look, like I'm the thing we had. I am not, I'm not going to fuck around. I'm with Yennefer now. And so like, you need to go do whatever. That was the thing we did. Yeah. And it was fun. I'm not going to deny it, but like, it's over. Um, yeah, she had her own thing going, but like, she also was badass. And if you played that storyline right, she was crucial at the fucking end. Yeah, I did. I picked Jennifer. <laughs> really, if I'd had a choice, I would have picked Garrus from Mass Effect because Garrus is always the best choice. I know he's not in the game, but fucking the bromance and the brospect and the bro love with Shepard and Garrus, especially if you were a male Shepard, Garrus is just like the best bro. It's just the best bro. Hmm, eels, eels are moist. <laughs> I mean, what's the cutoff for things that are moist? Are humans moist? I mean, we're made of water. I wish you could hit the broadside of a fucking barn, though. Worst sniper ever. You know, I didn't use him as a sniper, is the thing. Um, I I think I, I... I can't remember how I used to use him as a character. But I think I... I think I moved him somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Karametz. Vesemir. Vesemir was fucking solid, too. Uh, and also Varric. Varric from uh, Dragon's Age was fucking legit. But like, I, I look at some of those characters, look at some of these stories, and I'm like, man, there's such a there's such a broad gulf. I feel like between the ones that do it right and the ones that just come off so bad. I just go, God, you fucking suck. <laughs> like, there's some people who really like that movie, The Long Kiss Goodnight dog shit that is the absolute opposite in my opinion of what i'm talking about when i talk about aliens fucking trash the only redeeming part of that movie is samuel l jackson being samuel l jackson i'm gonna make a here's a hot take samuel l jackson is basically nick cage it's just nick cage is nick cage as and samuel l jackson is samuel l jackson as I love Samuel L. Jackson, just like I love Nicolas Cage. But I feel like sometimes people just pound on Nick Cage unnecessarily. I'm like, fucking like De Niro. Like, okay, De Niro, what a, or, or fucking maybe not even De Niro. Who's the other fucking Italian actor dude? Um, Al Pacino. I'm like, Al Pacino is just Al Pacino in every movie. He's Al Pacino as. 
Yeah, fucking everybody, you all knew exactly who I was talking about. I'm like, I don't really know if he's that good. It's the same guy. As far as I'm concerned, Adam Sandler is a better fucking actor. At least Adam Sandler, tell me, has Al Pacino ever been in a wacky comedy? Has Al Pacino overplayed the vulnerable? No, he's Al Pacino. He's Al Pacino in every fucking movie. So don't throw no fucking shade on fucking Nick Cage. You know, Jack Nicholson, I would agree, largely is the same. You know, like... Corleone and Scarface. And so, okay, but see, I, see I, all right, I'll, I'll give him that. I can give him Corleone and Serpico. I, I, but also, it's still just Al Pacino. <laughs> you gotta throw some hot takes in here. <laughs> Yeah, after 1985, he became the same guy. See, when he when, when he started, it wasn't necessarily like that. And then he just got to the point where it's like, now he's just Al Pacino as. I mean, he had some good lines, but he was still just Al Pacino. Just like he was scent of a woman in uh, Carlito's way. He's just Al Pacino being... Heat was good. Again, I'm going to say a controversial thing. Heat was good because of Michael Mann and Val Kilmer. And that fucking shootout scene in the audio that they did is absolutely fucking spectacular. But like, <laughs> yeah, he's Italian Satan. He's Al Pacino is the Al Pacino. He's, <laughs> he's the Italian devil. <laughs> Londi, how's it going, man? Uh, playing some good old Rainbow Six Siege and didn't even realize what time it was. <laughs> you can have my wife, but you cannot watch my TV. <laughs> yeah, devil's advocate. That's it. <coughs> Turn into a tomato like Dan. Don't get me laughing. But to that regard, okay, I'll go with another guy. All right, everybody hold on. Oh, Londi just subscribed to tier one. Who loves you, baby? You're beautiful. Thank you so much, Londi. I really appreciate that, man. Really, really fucking appreciate it. You're in a four-month streak. Dude, Londi. Woo! Killing it. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And then chops, just hard chops to the chest. Thanks a lot, dude. I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John C. Riley. Stepbrothers. Gangs of New York. Watch those two fucking movies back to back. Holy shit. That's another guy where I'm like, I wish he would get roles that were like that. Don't quit giving him roles where you want him to be John C. Riley. Well, we'd like you to play this role like you did in Step Brothers. God fucking will you give the guy a chance to he, he has the ability. And I swear it's the same sort of thing with Al, uh with Adam Sandler. 
Adam Sandler in all these movies and then watch him in Uncut Gems. Holy shit. Uh, but man, watch Shine C. Riley in fucking Gangs of New York. Like, give that guy some roles like this, please. Like, you keep lauding these other, other actors. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think they're that good. Oh, God, Boogie Nights is just absolutely spectacular. Yeah, man, I think it, what was it, I think it's I think it's too much bass. <laughs> Al Pacino was Mr. Underworld and Little Nicky. He might have been. I think that no, that was uh Wasn't that Harvey Keitel? I think that might have been Harvey Keitel. Good old Harv. By the way, watch Harvey Keitel. Go back and watch Taxi Driver. Like Harvey Keitel was ripped. <clears throat> he's kind of ripped in Bad Lieutenant, too, because you see him naked when he's walking around with his dick hanging out. And he's <laughs> And then there's that weird piece of trivia. You're like, oh, he makes his howling sound in this movie, just like he does in a lot of his other movies, thereby confirming that there's a continuity that all of his characters are, in fact, werewolves. I don't necessarily think I believe that. He does seem like he likes to do that. The guy just likes to have a good howl. Howl. Oh. Winston Winston Wolf is classic. I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to tell you how to get shit done. So, pretty please. Clean fucking car. This one says bad motherfucker on it. So... That's going to do it for tonight's nightcap, unfortunately. Uh, as I often do, once I get going and I start talking to all you guys, I feel like I could sit down here for hours. But last night's show went a little long. I hope you really enjoyed talking to Tony Polanco. Tony is a super cool guy. I'd love to have uh, him, I'd love to have him back. Um, he and I, I think at some point, are going to talk about some retro video games. Um, talking a little bit more about old school arcade culture. And uh, some aspects of that industry that seem to just have gotten a little bit lost, a little bit less of a, of a history lesson in that regard. Um, oh, Kurgan, thank you so much, man. Um, says, Tony Polanco is cool. Great nutcap last night. I do have to download that and uh, re-upload it for the podcast, folks. <clears throat> but I'm going to try and do that. But uh, do want to get Tony back uh, soon? Now. Tomorrow. I have a controversial thing, and I know that there's a fair amount of people in the chat. So I'm going to ask you this question. It's a little bit of a surprise-ish. Do you remember, it was months ago, months ago, that I had made a comment and we talked about sexy, like Halloween costumes, I believe, and the idea that, well, there's only certain, like, there's certain things, though, that you just kind of, like, can't do sexy. And I recall at one point somebody making a comment, like, oh, you can do anything. And I was like, what about a sexy earwig? And people were like, ew, no. I was like, hmm? So... I did pay to get a piece of artwork commissioned to draw a sexy earwig. (laughs) 
And I think I'm going to show it on the stream tomorrow. There will be a forewarning of here we go. Here comes the sexy earwig. If you don't want to see it, I suggest you turn your eyes away because there is going to be uh, some sexual content with the sexy earwig. But she's sexy. And the artist that did the drawing, I'm going to, uh, she said that she would come in and join the chat room. I want to say she's a little on the shy side, but, uh, she's a great, she's an incredible artist. God, does she fucking, she just draws amazing fucking pictures. NH girl, Krista, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, you know, the VODs are always here as well as the podcast. So if you ever want to go back and catch on up, it's always there. And we'll see you again tomorrow at 11 p.m. But it sort of sounds like from Ice Quinn's laughing and the Black Cat and King Dinosaur comments uh, that you guys kind of want to see the sexy earwig tomorrow. So I think maybe tomorrow that will be that'll probably be the tonight's that'll probably be the night's topic. I'm not going to leave it up all night because that may get me banned off Twitch. But I do feel like. Uh, you guys need to see the sexy earwig. Um, I, <laughs> somebody recently, they were like, you're fucking nuts. I was like, eh, eh, eh. I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. Uh, <laughs> I do what I want. We <laughs> Right? Of course, Ice Quinn, that's something you never thought you'd hear. And yet. <laughs> you guys need to see the sexy earwig. Yep. She's... <laughs> she has a name, too. And honestly, a little bit of a backstory. Because often when I commission a character to give the artist a little bit of some framing. There's like, I feel like that's an, imp <laughs> I do really like her. She's, she's nice. It's not her fault that she's an earwig. That's <laughs> 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 gonna do it for tonight's nightcap. As we say at the end of all these episodes, Stay safe and keep the faith and all that good shit. We're going to play uh, the end of this year with some music from Kurgan79. We're going to play We'll Meet Again. So we will, in fact, meet again. We will meet again tomorrow at 11 p.m. with some potential sucks of earwigs. In the meantime, let's uh, pick someone and go on over and give them a raid. Why not? Um, let's see. Deathstrike Virus is playing Hunt Showdown. That's kind of a neat game. Uh, let's just go over and see what he's doing. So we'll go ahead and raid him on over. Stay safe. Keep the faith. And all that good shit out there. Take care, folks. We'll see you again soon. Have a great night.